Hello friends, welcome. I am so excited. I was very much looking forward to this conversation because this is a person that I admire personally so much. Our conversation did not disappoint. She is even better than I thought she was. So let's not waste another moment and let's get into my conversation with Morgan Harper Nichols. I'm Sharon McMahon. And welcome to the Sharon Says So podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to welcome you here today. Thank you so much. Oh, well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) If you are not already following Morgan Harper Nichols, you want her account in your feed. This should be a mandatory, like automatically followed when you join Instagram. Oh. <laughs> wow. Well, that is a huge compliment. Oh. Your work is incredible. Your Thank artwork you. is absolutely mesmerizing. There is just some kind of intangible quality about it. Artwork is obviously difficult to articulate with words, how it makes you feel. So your artwork yeah. is incredible. But also your words are incredible. If you just had one or the other, I would still love it. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because I'm always trying to figure out like if I had to choose one, which would I choose? And I can't decide. So I wish I could pick because it is a lot of work. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, can I cut the work down a little bit somehow? Yeah, but I get it. I haven't figured I get that it. out yet. People who don't do the kind of work you do have no idea how much goes into it. Regularly. Every time I share like a little clip or something, I'll get someone that says, oh my gosh, I had no idea you were making the art. Yes. Hello. (laughs) Who do you think is doing this? Yeah. I'm (laughs) like, it's me. It's me Mm. sitting there painting, drawing, sketching, the whole thing. It is a spiritual practice for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is why I always encourage people like to just try, like just try doodling, like mm-hmm. scribbling like you're a little kid, because that's something you have to kind of do by yourself mm-hmm. and just kind of focus and be with the page and the pen. And yeah, it's just taught me so much, even just the actual physical art making process. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'll probably always keep it in my life in some capacity. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, humans are creative by our Mm -hmm. very nature. Even people who are like, I'm not creative. I'm an engineer, (laughs) you know, whatever it is. Are there any other animals that are out there engineering bridges across the water? Like that's (laughs) creative, right? Absolutely. Human experience is to create. And I know you're a musician too. So some of us have those kind of like painting, writing, musical talents, and other people are creative in other ways. Exactly. But creativity is so important to being a human. Yeah, it absolutely is. And like you said, like some ways that being a creative are more obvious, like if Mm -hmm. someone paints or, you know, draws or writes poetry, they're creative. But, you know, I've seen creativity described in many ways as just bringing ideas together to make a new idea. And it's like, okay, yeah, we need that in every facet of society. Like we need people who are willing to say, okay, I'm going to contribute a little bit. You're going to contribute a little bit. Let's come together, see what we can make. And that's what art is. I'm inspired by poets, by writers, by 
painters, um, like musicians. And mm-hmm. all I did was just like take little parts of how I've been inspired by all those people to put something together. And you can do that in any facet of your life, whether you're making a recipe or a lesson plan, like mm-hmm. that exists everywhere. And that is creativity. So yeah. <laughs> love This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That okay, I have to know how did you get started doing this? Like, what is the genesis of you posting your artwork and your poetry and your words? I gotta know. Yes, (laughs) I grew up in a very creative family, so I was encouraged to be creative (laughs) since Mm -hmm. I was a kid. So that played a huge role. And I just so happened to be a teenager when the internet was kind of becoming a thing that people had at home. Mm -hmm. And I became very interested. And and some people who are around my age, I'm 31, you might remember like when forums were a thing, there were these little things, like this is super specific, (laughs) but (laughs) if you're on a forum, they have something called a signature. We called it SIG and you could design your own SIG to be at the bottom of yep. every time you post it. Yep. So some people, I have no idea what I'm talking I about do. now, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was like a whole thing. Like every time you post it, just imagine you're posting on Instagram and you have like a whole image that appears every time, <laughs> every yeah. time you post. So I used to design them for people for free mm-hmm. and I have no idea what software I use. I just thought about that. <laughs> I did have Photoshop. I don't know what I used. Paint. Something. Microsoft Paint. It probably was Microsoft Paint. So (laughs) I started doing that and I just loved making things and just sharing them with people. I um, am autistic. So when I'm in the real world, it's very hard for me to kind of communicate in real time with people and to kind of engage. So as a teenager, I often felt left out. I often felt like Mm. I couldn't really engage with my peers Mm -hmm. in in the way that I, I wanted to. 
So making art online, like starting at 14, 15 years old, that was a way that I could do that. And Mm -hmm. around that time I started playing music. So I had like a MySpace page and I would just like upload my really lo-fi, low quality (laughs) recordings. Some of them are still up there. I found them once and then I lost it, (laughs) but yeah, they're on MySpace somewhere. From there, I was like, oh, what about photography? And Mm -hmm. I'm talking like... I literally had a flip phone, like (laughs) taking taking photos. I was just so intrigued by like, wow, you can make something and share it with other people. And you don't have to be like this big personality. You don't have to like be Mm. the most popular kid in town. Like Mm. you can share something and find community and find connection. So I might not have used that language, you know, when I was 14, but that's what I was doing. So it started really young. But the thing is, it wasn't successful. I mean, (laughs) I had all kinds of accounts and barely any followers for a significant amount of time. Mm. And it wasn't until about 10 years later when I was 24, I started to um, get into blogging and I was just all over the map. I mean, I was writing about everything like, oh, here's some leggings that I'm wearing. Oh, here's what it's like being married. I'm in an interracial marriage. Let me talk about that. Like literally, (laughs) right? I I was a preacher's kid. Let me talk about that. I guess I was just hungry for a connection. And I think Mm. that was a motivating factor as to why I kept trying because in real life, I struggled so much Mm. to, to find those connections. And even when I was around like loving people and people who were kind to me and would invite me to things because I didn't know I was autistic at the time, I I just was really struggling. And I'm like, I just want to connect with people on a deeper level. And because I sometimes have a hard time doing that in person, I just kept trying all these different things. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until 2017, and that's when I was 27, I bought an iPad the year before and I just started to mess around with it. And I was just like, this is fun. Like Mm -hmm. I enjoy playing with this. And there's like Mm -hmm. all these cool brushes on here. And I was doing a little bit of physical art in my backyard, but it's something about iPad art that really stuck with me because there's an undo Mm -hmm. button and, you know, when you're painting a canvas, there's no undo button. So it's like you mess something up. It's like a whole ordeal to try mm-hmm, to fix it. Right. But I was like, wow, I can like make mistakes. I can just like work on this, like laying in bed. Like this is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why wouldn't anyone want to make art this way? Because a lot of the other renditions of trying to like make things and share them that I had done were much bigger productions. Like when I was in music, that, that's a whole production. You have to like hire like three, four or five people to play the instruments on the song. And then you got to get the song, mix and master. Then you have to tour across the country and play the song. Like a lot of steps involved <laughs> in yeah. getting music out there. So I was just so fascinated by, wow, I can make art right here in my house with mm. very limited resources because income wise, I, I was struggling. I was doing a lot of freelance stuff and, you know, I was still doing some music stuff, but music stuff wasn't as consistent as I wanted it to be. So I was just like, wow, this is something I can do. I don't have to like keep putting out money. I don't have to travel all across the country to make something happen. And it just brought me a lot of peace. It's interesting because this is the first time I shared this. I I just put it together. I found a voice memo on my phone where I was getting ready to go to a doctor's appointment 
And I said in the voice memo, so like sometimes I would just like, if I had a thought while I was driving, I would just like turn it on the record before I started driving. And then I would just talk. Sure. So I was talking about, I think I could be autistic. Mm-hmm. Um, that had been something that had come up in my family before with my parents. And, and I was just like, I want to talk to my doctor about it. I don't really know where to go with that. And I ultimately ended up going to the doctor and he just really shot me down. And it took four years to Mm. find a doctor that would listen. So I was looking at the date that I did that. And that was around the time that I started my main project that ended up skyrocketing everything I did. So that's kind of the the Cliff Notes version. I I tried to make it a Cliff Notes version (laughs) of of the story and kind of how I got to where I am today. (laughs) I love it. Tell me more about an autism diagnosis. How has that changed things for you? Mm, That's such a good question. It has been very pivotal in my life. I mean, Mm. it's just given me so much language for my experiences that I just did not have before. It's helped me find a lot of peace about different things in my life that maybe I felt bad about. For instance, like I've already mentioned, just friendships and socializing. Mm-hmm. And, and I've always like felt bad, like if I couldn't like be at an event, like as mm-hmm. long as everyone else or if people invited me to something and I'm just like, I don't know why. I just don't know if I can go. I don't know if mm-hmm. I can do it. And not really knowing why. Like, did I not sleep enough last night? Am I stressed? And obviously sometimes, you know, those are obviously factors, but there's just a lot of little questions like that, that add up over time to this one bigger question of what's wrong with me. Hmm. And I think that receiving the diagnosis for me was like, oh, now I know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's not even so much of what's wrong, but it's just like, here's here's what makes me, me. And a lot of stuff in my life makes sense that mm-hmm. I couldn't really find the words for before. So yeah, that's, that's what it's looked like on like kind of a larger level. And then on a more practical note, this year has just been a full year of learning how to ask for help, asking for help with posting on my social media, asking for help with answering emails, with scheduling events and things. Mm-hmm. And with, not being afraid or ashamed to ask if we can turn the captions on if we're watching the movie because I need them. I need them to understand what's going on. So that part has been new because I don't like to ask for help. <laughs> and I think that's something a lot of people deal with. It's it's hard to ask for help because that's vulnerability. You're putting yourself out there saying, I can't do this on my own and I need someone else to help me with it. And that's hard, you know, so that's kind of what I've been learning this year. I can imagine how it suddenly, it it could feel like a bit of a release to be like, Mm -hmm. actually, I don't need to feel bad about all those events that I didn't go to. I don't Mm -hmm. need to feel bad about when people invited me to their house and I just inside felt like Mm -hmm. I can't do that. You know, gives you permission to step more fully into just owning who you are. This is Mm -hmm. who I am and I don't need to apologize for it. And it doesn't mean I don't like you. This Mm -hmm. is just who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so key. I know for me, I don't think I realized how much of that I carried with me. Just little things like just over the years, like 
it's it's hard to think about it. It's like, even if you're not consciously thinking about it all the time, it's those questions that kind of live in the back of our minds Mm -hmm. and then they end up coming up in our actions and in the present day. So it hasn't been easy, but I'm so grateful that I went on the journey um, of getting the diagnosis because it it has made a huge difference in my life. Mm -hmm. And then even sharing it, that has been a whole other experience just because I've received messages about people who said that this has helped them pursue a diagnosis. And that was honestly like my biggest hope with sharing it. I was like, if this can just help one more person seek out another doctor like I did that will listen to them, even if it's not about autism, even if it's something else like that they need help with, but they're scared to ask for help because they've been shot down. They've been told that they were making it up or whatever it was. So I was like, if this can give someone else the courage of like, okay, I'm going to go to Google one more time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to find somebody one more time. Then that's what I'm doing it for, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We've all had those embarrassing moments where maybe you've taken your shoes off and you realize like, oh no, oh no, that is not a good smell. Fortunately, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant is making it so none of us ever have to worry about that again. Unlike certain other products, Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. It delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere one might like to use it. In fact, it was patients' concerns about odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. Fast forward six years and her game-changing whole body deodorant now has over 300,000 five-star reviews. And it works without using heavy perfumes that mask odor, which I really appreciate. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, which is my favorite, and two free products of your choice, like deodorant wipes or a mini body wash. It also has free shipping. And as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's like 40% off their starter pack. So use code SHARON at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Mother's Day is almost here. And I want to take just a quick second to appreciate not only my mom, all the moms out there, but anyone who has taken on the role of caregiver. You do everything for someone else. And now it's time to do something for yourself. And that includes starting with your skin. 
And I've been using our sponsor OneSkins products for a while now, and I have to tell you, I am really enjoying them. They are very easy to incorporate into my skincare routine. I am really liking the eye cream. And the secret is OneSkins proprietary OS1 peptide. It is the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. And they have several studies to back it up. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code SHARON at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code SHARON. And after your purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support this show and tell them we sent you. You are also lighting the way for other people who are like, my child is neurodivergent Mm -hmm. and I need hope. They can look at you and the incredible Mm -hmm. example that you are. And it can give even maybe people who don't have a diagnosis themselves, but who have loved ones that are, Mm -hmm. it can give them hope. There are so many ways that you don't even fully know that being honest and transparent about your story is helping the world. Mm, wow. Mm. Well, thank you for saying that. And mm. it's hard because like I always like struggle with thinking of myself as like a role model or something. I'm like, right. oh my gosh. I'm like, guys, like <laughs> please <laughs> don't. Um, I barely know what I'm doing. But at the same time though, it yeah, it makes a difference to see people like you in the mm. world. It does. And and I think that sometimes it's easy to get kind of caught up in like the kind of basic level, like look like like people like me, Oh, someone from my hometown or someone that looks just like me, but it it goes deeper than that. Like sometimes it's just, it's just seeing someone who thinks like you or Mm kind of thinks like you or kind of creates like you or dreams like you or has ideas like you. It's like, Oh, like there's a way for me to be out in the world. And, and to have that example, I, I think it's, yeah, that's really special. Mm. So yeah, I, I, hopefully I can be that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just important for everyone to see at least some part of them represented, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it, it can be about, you know, a religious faith or it can be about an ethnic background or it can be, you know, a, a gender or whatever it mm-hmm. is, uh, neurodivergence, other types of diagnosis. It's just, it helps people to mm-hmm. see themselves represented. Yeah. It Mm. really does. I think about, you know, just growing up and how when I (laughs) when I was a kid, we had the JCPenney catalog. Wow, I'm just like all in the the nostalgia (laughs) realm today. Man, I loved those things. So thick. (laughs) So much to look through. I know. I think I was like four years old or five years old. Um, it's so funny. My my mom is actually in the next room when I'm we're recording this. I'm like, I wonder if she hears me because I don't remember exactly how old I was. So I, I think I was like four or five. I'm not sure. But she said that I was going through the JCPenney catalog and I was looking at all the dolls and I was kind of bummed because all the black dolls were shown as like a little option in a circle mm. in a corner. So like oh. the white doll was the main doll. And then the black doll was like, 
or afterthought you can, doll. Yeah, afterthought, afterthought doll. doll. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I said to I was like, why are all the black dolls in like the little circles? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you should write to JC Penny and ask them. So I did. Did you? Or I called. I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> One of the two. I called. And I spoke to someone, and you know, I don't know if it was my phone call or whatever, but. I actually remember the next one we got the next year, there were some black dolls that were not in a little circle. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> I love that. Like, we got a phone call from a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love yeah. it. So, yeah, I've... I, I guess I've been on that, that train of thought for a while. Yes, <laughs> yes. How do you think the internet has helped people who are neurodivergent. Has Mm. the internet been mostly a positive in your Mm. life because it's allowed you to find community where Mm. it was difficult to do that in person? That's such a good question. I think it's about 50-50 because even a lot of what I end up creating and sharing on the internet is in response to things that make me anxious on the internet. (laughs) So yeah, I still regularly feel like, oh, like I'm not gonna lie. Just before this call, um, before we're talking, I saw someone say something to my sister on YouTube. And I was like, nope, that's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely responded. And even what I said in that comment, I was talking about empathy. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you need to have empathy for people. It might take radical courage on your part. I was like, but I promise you a little empathy will make all the difference. And I was like, mm-hmm. I need to keep that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like that. I think that applies beyond this comment. So even a lot of times, the things that I say are in response to things I've said somewhere else, mm-hmm. or just internal reactions that I've had. So think about the internet more specifically, social media. The way that these apps are designed, and, and you know this. I mean, they're designed to like get a reaction out of. Oh you. yeah, and, an emotional response. And, uh, Yeah. And and the way you see headlines, the way you see things pop up, like all of that is designed to like stir things up. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've become just as someone who shares on the internet a lot, I've become very conscious of that. And I do feel like I'm relatively self-aware when I see things that kind of get me riled up. I'm like, oh, that thing is happening again. It's being presented to you in a way that's supposed to garner mm. a big response, a big reaction, pull back a little bit. And then I just think about, I'm like, wow, but imagine experiencing that if you're not conscious of that. Yes. So then mm. you're just angry and 100%. anxious a lot and don't know why. And you're like, well, how do I feel so anxious and, and shaky and all this stuff? And it's like, mm. no human being was assigned to like take in all of this at the same time. It's like, on any given person's feed in 60 seconds, you're having to consume world's news, community news, your, your friend who just had a baby, um, your, <laughs> your crazy somebody, uncle who is yeah, somebody, <laughs> drunk posting yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody from high school, their pottery business, like <laughs> to like take it all that on any given feed, like in 60 seconds, you're mm-hmm. experienced. It's like, 
I don't think we were designed to consume information that way. Even if it's just all positive or all neutral, it's still just a lot. So that's why I talk so much about breathing and pacing yourself and taking a moment to rest. Cause I'm like, I just don't think that can be said enough. Cause at any given moment, someone's probably seeing this post and a list of other posts that may have caused some strong reaction within them. So for me, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, if I can just create something for myself and for others, just to take that moment and say, okay, I can close out of the app now, or Mm -hmm, I can mm -hmm. not worry about all that this very second. I can Mm -hmm. just, you know, loosen my shoulders or take a deep breath or, you know, do a little stretch. I think that those things matter. I I really do. So, Mm. yeah. We are living in this, like a constant state of heightened nervous system, Mm -hmm. you know where I mean? Like you're exactly right. That what gets interacted with online is stuff that produces an emotional response of Mm -hmm. some kind. And if it's just completely like today, the grass grew one eighth of an inch, like that doesn't produce an emotional response. (laughs) And so that post's not going to go anywhere. Like it's designed yeah. <laughs> to make you feel like, oh my gosh, it's a disabled dog. Yeah, yeah, you know, like it's exactly, designed yeah. to make you And it's feel- funny too, because even what you said about the grass, I was thinking, I was like, if the right person, you know, in a very heightened state saw that post, they would say, well, actually it wasn't, you know, <laughs> one eighth of an inch. Like it right. depends on how you're, who measured it? How did they yeah. measure it? When this other person was president, yeah. the grass grew so much more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, You're so right. You're so right. The comments would still be a hot mess inside of a dumpster fire yeah, inside of a train wreck. Yeah, exactly. And I'll say like, this is not my, my strongest point in my life, but there are some times where I'm scrolling through like TikTok and I'll see something that's just like completely just innocent, just totally neutral. And I'll try to guess what the argument is in the comments. And it's just imagine taking that in just over and over and over again. And I think even more so if you're not aware, I've even thought about it like super specifically might be controversial, but (laughs) I do not like the feature where you can like a comment. I Mm. think that that is actually one of the worst features because Mm. when you think about it, it's saying, I need to have the best thing to say that gets the best reaction. Yeah. And that's not how conversations work. If four people are sitting in a group debating something, we're not going, Ooh, I like that. We all like, 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 that right. doesn't exist. Like everyone has an equal contribution and we're all talking together. So I think sometimes that like feature, knowing that you, you could get the top liked comment, sometimes it produces witty, funny responses, mm-hmm. but a lot of times people are like, Oh, I'm going for the top comment here. Let me find something wrong. Let me find the thing that no one else has pointed out. And if I could turn that off on my page as a setting, I would, because I I'm like, yeah, we should be in competition when we're having a conversation. Right. Um, I've never thought of that. That is such a good point that the comments are designed like the feedback loop. If you leave a comment and nobody likes it, then that disincentivizes you from ever mm-hmm. saying something similar in the future. Exactly. Oh yeah. And you're like, I've got to crank it up a notch. I got to like, crank it up. Yeah. That's and right. some people, some people go the humor route, you know, they're like, mm-hmm. let me find something funny or, but a lot of times, you know, it's easier to be negative than positive. Mm-hmm. So it's, it ends up going the other direction more, mm. more often. So 
I do a lot of posts on my feed where I encourage people to respond with like one word. And I try to make it equal playing field. So like mm-hmm. yesterday I did something where I printed out a bunch of like encouraging words on a piece of paper and I zoomed in and I said, what's the word you notice first? So that way it doesn't matter if you are a, a blue check mark user or you just started Instagram yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's room for everybody in this comment section. Like literally you can just interact with it and, and respond. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think about that kind of stuff a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you talk a lot on your Instagram account about peace and about hope. And those are two things that I think everybody craves more of. And I think that is one of the reasons, um, your account resonates with so many people. You have millions of followers is because you are constantly on a daily basis, offering people just a little bit of peace, a little bit of hope, a little bit of a like deep breath. And that is so valuable to people. This is one of the things that you said recently that I really loved. You said, hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is the audacity to believe that after everything I've been through, there is more ahead of me. I love that so much. Hi, friends. It's Sharon. If you enjoyed a recent episode with author and public theologian Isa Makali, then I have the perfect podcast recommendation for you. No Small Endeavor. Produced by Great Feeling Studios and PRX, No Small Endeavor is an acclaimed podcast series that explores what it means to live a good life. Each episode, host and award-winning theologian Lee C. Camp brings you thoughtful conversations with artists, philosophers, politicians, and theologians like Hollywood legend Rob Reiner and civil rights hero Reverend James Lawson about what it means to find true happiness and flourish in our everyday life. So don't miss out. Follow No Small Endeavor on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. And tell them I sent you. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Where does your wisdom come from? Because <laughs> every day I am just like, how much is in this woman's brain? <laughs> that, that means so much because honestly, I often feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over. <laughs> no, but it's needed. Um, it's needed. <laughs> I have kind of landed at a place of, okay, I'm not going to try to talk about every topic, everything nope. on, on the internet. It's like, it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. So I know for me, I'm like, or even just outside of the internet, I can't write about everything possible. I don't have right. infinite time. Like, <laughs> you know, I have a toddler, like I only have so much time to write. So right. I've decided, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to write about these words that I know for me, I want them in my life, but sometimes I struggle with them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I struggle with what hope is supposed to look like in this season. I struggle with what peace is supposed to look like. And I just end up coming back to those same simple words and ideas over and over again. And I think in coming back to them, I see something different every time. Mm-hmm. I, I see a slightly different way of, of saying what I said before. And I feel like what I'm doing is I'm just carving away I'm like there's a reason why these words are are in our lexicon and they persisted through through centuries and we still use them Mm -hmm. I think there's a reason behind that if you go back and look and you can actually look and see like when words were more popular and more use at different points and there's a lot of words that we use 10 years ago or 20 years ago that we don't use anymore so when I think about words like grace and peace and hope I'm like amidst all that's going on in the world, amidst all the reasons not to have hope, not to have peace, not to have grace, like there's got to be a reason that these words are still here and that we still end up using them. So for me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm committing to keep digging deeper into these words and mm-hmm. seeing what, what does hope look like when you've lost a job? That's something I've dealt with before. What does hope look like when you don't have any money? What does hope look like when, you know, you, you just got a really tough phone call? What is hope in that moment? And it's like, when you break it down like that, it's, it's endless, it's endless possibilities. So that's mm-hmm. one thing I do. And then I also have these filters that I kind of run my words and my art through is that I oftentimes will think of someone in my mind before I publish anything. And I'll say things to myself like, is this something that I would say or could say to someone who is in a hospital bed and they don't know when they're going to be discharged? Is this something that I could say to someone who is sitting at home and they're watching other people go out and have fun and they don't have transportation or Mm -hmm. they don't have the ability to get out or they're allergic to sunlight. So I even think about that. Like, I don't even write a lot about like, go get outdoors because there's a lot of people scrolling through social media right now, watching people go on hikes, watching people live their lives out in the sun. And maybe they have a condition that keeps them indoors or, you know, maybe they just had a baby as they feel stuck indoors. I'm like, there's so many reasons why somebody might be scrolling through a social media feed and they're seeing things like, oh, can't do that. I can't do that. So I kind of land at a lot of like, well, here's what you can do. Like, here's something that is still available to you in this moment. So yeah, those are just things I I think about. I I think about that a lot. 
I consider myself a very visual person and I try to hold on to those images with everything I do. Mm. I also love that you recently had a post that said, now is the time to be who you are made to be, no matter what other people say or think. Mm. What a powerful message. If it's not now, then when? Exactly. Mm, I, I love I that. I totally, totally love that. And that one was, I don't remember who I wrote that for the very, very first time. But a lot of times what I'll do is like, I'll write something and then I'll go back and I'll tweak it or mm-hmm. I'll change the art. So I could kind of end up saying the same things over and over. But one of the strong images with that one is a lot with middle schoolers and high schoolers, because mm. I think especially young people, I know I was like this when I was a kid struggling to fit in. I was like, someday I'll fit in, you know, Mm -hmm. someday I'll be popular. Little did I know. I mean, 14 year old Morgan would have been like, whoa, what happened to you on social media? (laughs) Like, what did you do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a mistake. (laughs) Like you were not cool enough for this. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, there's times where I was like that. I'm like, someday, like, these kids will see, you know, mm-hmm. that I'm cool, that I'm worthy someday, someday. And I feel like, especially when you're younger, you can kind of think of that, you know, you're like, when I'm in my twenties, when I'm in my thirties, like kind of like that movie 13 going on 30, like mm-hmm. when I'm, you know, when I get older, I'm, I'm able to be more, but it's like, no, now is the time to be who you were made to be without worrying about what other people think. So mm-hmm. That's definitely something teenage me needed to hear. <laughs> For sure. Think about all those seventh grade girls who are literally the meanest people on the planet. <laughs> um, <It's laughs> who tough. I, who I like, we're like, dang, Morgan has <laughs> millions of followers. And who am I? <laughs> I? So I was mostly homeschooled, but I tried to go, mm. I tried to go to public school in ninth grade. I literally, I mean, I know that's not middle school, but I mean, you're, yeah. out of middle school yeah. at that point. I remember sitting at a lunch table by myself, this massive table. Um, I sat by myself because I tried to sit somewhere else and they're like, this seat is taken. So mm. I went and sat by myself and there was a boy and a girl that walked up and I was so excited there. The boy got ready to sit down and the girl put her hand on his shoulder, looking at me and said, no one's sitting here. Let's go sit somewhere else. No. And <laughs> that was... It's like, wow, welcome to high school. Since then, I'm at peace with that moment. But at the same time, it's like, what did Morgan need to hear in that mm-hmm. second? Because I felt crushed. Absolutely. I, I literally felt invisible. Like if mm-hmm. someone can make eye contact with me and say, no one's sitting here, Mm-mm. then what value do I have? That's how I felt then. And I think about, I'm like, you know what? Nowadays, I'm like, whatever. But Back then, I'm like, there's probably some teenage girl, some ninth grader dealing with that same thing. So 100% there is. There's adult women who are like, nobody (laughs) wants to be my friend. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the process of writing your books because you have a book that just came out, but you also have written a number of other books. You're building an (laughs) empire. Oh my God. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Well, that was my last book. So I'm kidding, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, writing books is, it's so much fun. I love writing books because mm. it creates structure. 
Um, I've been very blessed and fortunate that I, I get to work with a, a publisher, uh, HarperCollins Zondervan, and I have amazing editors and my editors keep me in check. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. we decided on what a book is about. Here's how many pages there are. So here's a deadline. I love it. I love the rules that come with it because when mm-hmm. I'm just on my own, like I can just quit stuff, you know, I'm like, right. Um, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tired of working on this project. I'll move on to something else. But when you have other people, you know, with like official email signatures and stuff, like with deadlines, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, okay. This is like a real grown up project. Let's plan it out. Yeah. So my book, how far you have come. I, I probably planned that book more than I've done any other project. Mm. I started with the color palettes for every section before I even started writing the poems. I was like, what are the colors? Like, and from the colors, I'm like, well, what are the emotions of these colors? Do I want photographs in this chapter? Do I want illustrations? I loved and all that stuff. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, when do you get to do that? Like, when do you get to just kind of make something and bring it to life that, that people are going to get to hold in their hands. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I see it. And, and then again, like the visual thing, I, I just imagine someone literally flipping through this book in different places. And the longer my books are out there, the more I have to kind of work with. So I have people who are, um, sharing my book on their social media so I can see I'm like oh this person is reading the book uh, on their lunch break so let me think of poems that kind of fit in that space oh this person took this book to the beach um and I and I kind of imagine those people as I'm writing so that's a very imaginative process I love it Mm, I love that I love that you are literally picturing an individual who needs to hear this Mm. You're absolutely hitting that mark for them and you're hitting the mark for people that you don't even realize. Mm, it's mm. it never it, it never ceases to amaze me. I think that's a good part of the internet. I mean, it it allows you, which I'm sure you have experienced too, it just allows you to hear stories and connect with people that you never, never would have known you would have been able to cross paths with. So hundred percent. We would probably not be talking if it wasn't for the internet. Yeah. I also love that you say there are so many things you do not know yet, but amidst it all, you can still know peace. Mm. I love that. The certainty is not what is required to know peace. Exactly. Mm. Amen to that. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. you are a national treasure. <laughs> and, <laughs> you you absolutely absolutely are a national treasure. Oh. It is a pleasure to get to talk to you one-on-one. Thank and you. I I think everybody needs to follow you and also buy your books. Oh, thank you. And I'm- so Thank you. And I'm, I'm so sorry I laughed when you said National Treasure. I should have said thank you. But it's just, again, the visual person thing. I literally saw Nicholas Cage in my mind <laughs> right when you said it. Like stealing the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. <laughs> I was like, no. No. Like, just, <laughs> that's, where my, that's where my brain went. So. <laughs> Someday, though, Morgan, oh. there's going to be a university literature class called The Work of Morgan Harper Nichols. And wow. they will dissect all of your messages, all of your phrasing, all of your artwork, all of your color palettes. Oh my goodness. Like that is a thing that will happen. That just, that means so much to me. I mean, I, wow. I have so much respect for educators and just spaces where people can learn. And Mm -hmm. if I can be a part of that in any capacity, like I got, I got a message from 
uh, a middle schooler earlier this year who I was, they all had to highlight like an artist, a black artist for Black History Month. And one of them selected me and I was just like, me? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you have so many options. You. <laughs> I was like, you have so many options. Are you sure? But um, yeah, that's, that means a lot. It really does. <laughs> now is the time to be who you were made to be, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need a year too. Yep. I, I love it. Too. <laughs> so your website, MorganHarperNichols.com, your books yeah. are on there. All of your yeah. happenings are, are there and on your yes. Instagram. Yes. Mm. Yes. You can find me at MorganHarperNichols on Instagram or MorganHarperNichols.com. Mm. So try to make it easy and all my books are on there and yeah come mm. hang out i <laughs> virtually am... digitally <laughs> don't actually come to my house yeah, yeah. please don't please don't <laughs> no, that will not I end well i probably won't answer anyway no I don't like that's right so. no no of course not i don't answer yeah. the door like I, will... I just assume it's a package every time <laughs> I assume it's somebody I don't wish to speak yeah, to. Exactly. <laughs> I hide in my room until they leave. Exactly. And then I will go see what they left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, that works for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for doing this. I oh, love you and I love this conversation. Oh, yes. Mm. And hopefully we can cross paths in real life at some point. I would love that. Yes. At, at a time that we both feel comfortable. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast. I am truly grateful for you. And I'm wondering if you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast or maybe leave me a rating or a review? Or if you're feeling extra generous, would you share this episode on your Instagram stories or with a friend? All of those things help podcasters out so much. I cannot wait to have another mind blown moment with you next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Sharon Says So podcast.